Welcome to Green Bites, Sustainable Asia's weekly environmental news podcast. I'm Stella Chen, and I'm Bonnie Ao. In less than ten minutes, we offer you bite-sized green updates in Asia we think you should know about. Hey Stella, did you see the Nobel Prize award for this year? Yes, it is such a thrill to know that the Nobel Peace Prize this year has been given to journalists Maria Risa and Dmitry Muratov for their efforts to safeguard freedom of expression in the Philippines and Russia. This is such an encouraging moment for all journalists who are fighting for truth, democracy, and freedom all around the world. I know, right? Apart from the Peace Prize, the Nobel Prize in Physics is also great news for environmentalists. This is the first time the Physics Prize has been awarded specifically to a climate scientist. Shukuro Marape, a 90-year-old Japanese-American professor at Princeton University in New Jersey, and two others won the Nobel Prize in Physics for their fundamental and groundbreaking contributions to the international community's understanding of global warming and climate change by providing policymakers with regular scientific assessments on climate change. Dr. Manabe has been dedicating his whole life to studying global warming. Back in 1967, he developed a computer model that proved the relation between carbon dioxide, a well-known greenhouse gas, and warming in the global atmosphere. His research work later further explored the relation between conditions in the ocean and the atmosphere. This is a significant finding for exploring trends in environmental events, especially the increasing melting of the Greenland ice sheet. Experts can now understand how such ice melting events affect ocean circulation in the North Atlantic. Back to stories in other parts of Asia. Have you ever thought of dining in a restaurant that is flooded? Sounds not like the most ideal dinner scene, right? But a restaurant in Nottaburi has managed to appeal to its customers with the idea. Eating hot pot and barbecue pork with water soaking up to knee height has soon become a hit in Thailand after multiple cities, including Bangkok, were flooded due to heavy monsoon rain. Wow, I can't imagine eating while having to worry about my pants getting soggy any moment, tables and chairs being overturned, and food getting washed away. But some customers seem not to mind that, and we're all in for such a thrilling dining experience. Yeah, one customer said that it's a fun challenge, and that you just don't know if you'll ever get washed away somewhere while eating. Fun as it sounds, let's turn our attention back to the serious floods that have been grappling vast areas of central Thailand and Bangkok. The areas are bracing yet another fresh tropical storm, Line Rock, after weeks of heavy rainfall. Thailand has a tropical climate and often experiences flooding from July to October, known as the monsoon season, that causes millions of dollars worth of damage. Several people have also been killed by the natural disaster recently. Not only in Thailand, Hong Kong has been hit hard by the tropical storm Line Rock as well. On October nine. Typhoon signal number eight was issued by the Hong Kong Observatory, and it was said to be the single longest number eight typhoon signal since 1978, which lasted for 22 hours. 
While the strength of the storm used to be rare at this time of year, it has become more common. Such a warning was raised in October 2016, 2017, and 2020. The top-level black rainstorm warning was also raised the day before. On that same day, a worker died after a building scaffolding collapse in Happy Valley. Moving on to Indonesia, the country conducted its first test flight using jet fuel partly extracted from palm oil on October 6 as Indonesia works towards its goal to commercialize fuel made from edible oil nationwide by creative ways. As the largest producer of palm oil, Indonesia, according to its economic minister Erlangga Hartarto's words in a virtual conference, is actively innovating the use of palm oil, such as the development of biodiesel. According to the energy ministry, the biojet fuel market is estimated to have a potential market worth 1.1 trillion rupiah, which is around 77 million U.S. dollar annually, assuming a daily consumption of 14,000 kiloliters. Indonesia currently operates a mandatory biodiesel program with 30% use of palm oil, known as Program B30. And its government has plans to expand the use of vegetable oil for energy and slash fuel imports. The biojet fuel used in the test flight only has 2.4% palm content, but in a 2015 regulation, Indonesia has demanded this to be raised to 5% by 2025. It is known that the use of biofuel can significantly decrease carbon emissions. Yet, environmentalists have raised concern over Indonesia's keen attention to grow more palm oil as more land clearance takes place and its potential contribution to further deforestation. For decades, Indonesia has seen forests and land fires that have taken lives, damaged people's health, and caused economic loss. The fires also affect neighboring countries such as Singapore and Malaysia. In the Philippines, activists and local communities protested against two proposed gas facilities plans to be taken effect near the Verde Island Passage, a marine region that is rich in different marine species in Batangas. In fact, there are 36 marine protected areas within the region. The group Protect Verde Island Passage, or known as VIP, had sent out letters to raise concern about the construction plans led by two energy giants, San Miguel Corp, or known as SMC, Global Power Holdings Incorporated, and Lindsay Fail Power Corporation. As part of the proposals, a unit under SMC, Excellent Energy Resources Incorporated, or EERI. Is planning to construct a 1,700 megawatt combined cycle power plant, with investments of about 1.4 billion U.S. dollars. It is set to be up and running by 2023. And for Linseed, which is a subsidiary of Singapore-led company AGNP, they have planned to build a 1,200 megawatt LNG or liquefied natural gas import terminal. And to expand further, it's planned to 850 megawatts, with the goal to complete the development that is worth 304 million U.S. dollars by June 2022. Both projects, as mentioned earlier, 
are proposed to happen in the Philippines' Batangas cities, which has now turned into a hub for fossil gas. By December last year, nine out of 13 existing and proposed gas-fired power plants had been found in the province. The city is also home to tens of thousands of people, many of which are small-scale fishers or ecotourism workers. The amount of revenue that comes from these industries amounts to about several million pesos for the province. That's equivalent to tens of thousands of USD. In Protect VIP's letter directed to the two energy giants, it stated that these sectors are the most affected by liquid waste and bilge water from ships and oil spills coming from the construction and operation stages. A local think tank called Center for Energy, Ecology and Development, or CEED, also showed support for Protect VIP's protests by unveiling an analysis of an environmental impact study done by EERI, which they said provided a clear picture of the environmental threats such as coral bleaching, physiological effects, and the loss of marine biodiversity. In the analysis, CEED claimed that EERI did not mention at all regarding the critical impacts to marine ecology, ranging from surface water contamination to leakages of chemical additives or wastewater to aquatic contamination and climate impacts caused by methane emission from natural gas. While on Lindsay's environmental impact study, the CEED said the report failed to pinpoint that marine biodiversity in the Verde Island Passage will be directly affected throughout the implementation of the entire project. According to CEED, the report did not address the floating facility's sediment plumes, which could cause serious impacts to the soft coral colonies in the area. Large organisms that live at the bottom of the water could also suffocate from the structures. Protect VIP also wrote to the project investors, including China Banking Corp and Standard Chartered, to urge them to stop supporting the two projects. The environmentalist group also said in their letters that these two new gas projects will contribute to the massive expansion of fossil gas projects in the Asian region, which threaten to aggravate the climate crisis. So this is all we have for this week's Green Bites. If you have any news stories you think we should cover, let us know on our social media platforms with the hashtag ShareYourBite. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channels for more content and share our podcast with your friends and family. If you're interested in sponsoring Green Bites or have any comments about our content, we would love to hear from you. Email us using communications at sustainableasia.co or drop us a line on social media. Our handle is at sustainableasia. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.